What up, this is Ludacris, and when I'm in town, I'm kicking it. Kick, kick, kick. What up, baby? It's your boy Trey Songz in the mix with the homie, Brian James. It is a message. It is an inspiration. It is a source of beauty. It's the Brian's World Podcast, presented by The Citizens. All right. Yo, what up, though? What up, though? Welcome to yet another episode of the Brian's World Podcast, presented by The Citizens. All right, we're coming up on a uh, very important year. I mean, every day is important because, you know, we we like to be thankful (laughs) around these parts. Uh, But we're coming up on a very big year. Uh, In 2020, we will be voting for the next person to be president of the United States. And I think that um, us as millennials, as uh, as as. Uh, young folks, I put it like that, you know, I think we play a bigger role in this election and it's a role that's bigger than we know right now. All right. So um, let's launch Project 2020. Let's focus on preparing ourselves to walk up in that voting booth, yo, because what what I feel with this upcoming election is that um, we have the capabilities to get a lot of the tools today that we, our generation, is going to need when we become the leaders of this country. I'm going to say it again. I, I think that with our age group, how we vote in this upcoming election, forget red, forget blue, forget green, forget all the party, whatever, forget all of that. I think that what our, whatever, whatever way our millennial group votes in 2020 can affect us having the tools that we need or let me back up will affect us having the tools that we will need when we are the leaders of this country there are a lot of policies that that that's on the table that can reshape the entire american dream that can reshape the entire american lifestyle there are a lot of bills on the table right now from both sides that play that big role in it We're talking about healthcare. We're talking about free college tuition. Can you imagine what that would do for some people? Free college tuition? That's on the table this year. Believe it or not, still talking about gay rights. We're still trying to decide if that's right or wrong. You know what I mean? And that's, I'm not trying to, I mean, I know I ain't nothing wrong with it, but, but, um, you know, that's what's on the table right now. Okay, Um, criminal bills, bills to help reshape the entire social justice system. I mean, criminal justice system. Those kinds of bills are on the table right now. That's the kind of stuff that you see uh, Jay and Meek fighting for. We can't drop the baton. You know, what I mean, like they're expecting us to be there when they turn around and pass it down. And I think that if we vote incorrectly, not Republican or Democrat, whatever, if if we simply vote incorrectly, we will drop the ball. Period. So 2020 is uh, the beginning of a very long time and forever doesn't scare people who make good decisions. You know, forever doesn't scare voters who go into the booth knowing um all of the minute details about that candidate understanding you know what could happen the stipulations of selecting said candidate understanding all of that and they've you know been able to walk in there and 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 be completely educated prepared for this election and that's what we're going to do as a team all right as a family Okay, we're going to prepare ourselves to walk up in that voting booth. Uh, So welcome to Project 2020, uh, part of Brian's world. You're going to hear it uh, every, you know, every so often. Um, 
And, you know, I like to talk to a analyst, somebody who can actually look at this in a detailed manner and provide solid commentary for us uh, to maneuver our way into the voting booth uh, next year. And we're going to do this shit with some with some with some style. You know what I mean? Like we're going to walk our sexy asses in that voting booth next year and we're going to go out there and get what is rightfully ours. We have a right to have a great, smart individual to lead this country. Bottom line, and we realize that. So, welcome to Project 2020. Uh, joining the show today, um, I have my uh, man. This my boy right here, for real. You know what I mean? Like, we uh, really close in college. You know, um, I guess you could say he was an intern of the station, and you know, and anything I learned in radio, he wanted to know. And I made sure that I let him know. And, uh, you know, as we got older, we kind of went separate ways career-wise. You know, I started to focus on, I mean, you know, the entertainment side and music and all of that. And he went all the way in with news media. You know what I mean? And the guy is a, is a guru. He's going to be a, a repeat, um, you know, I guess affiliate or I don't know if you can if that's the right word, but he's going to be a repeat um, guest on the show, if you will, uh, to give us an update about Project 2020 and to help us get prepared to walk into that voting booth uh, next year. All right. Let's uh, let's welcome to the show a good friend of mine and my little brother, Mr. Uh, Jesse Karangu. OK, let's go to the phone. Jesse Karangu, what up, bro? What it do, big bro? What it do, baby? Man. They say on the social media platforms. Yeah, yeah they do. They do. All, all of that. <laughs> with, with, with extra ease on the end, too. <laughs> you know how it is. You good? I'm good. I'm great. You know, as you would say, I'm blessed. Yes. I'm happy to be here. You know, it's always a privilege to have another day on Earth. Yeah, but, um, there you go. Just following this election, you know? You know, I, I feel like we, um, like our age group, I feel like we, we kind of have a lot of pressure on us. And I don't think that we realize how much pressure we have with this election. Because I, I just think, you know, we carry a lot of power that we don't know we have. Like, we carry a lot of power into the voting booth, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. Where are we right now in, like... Let's keep it very nonpartisan. Where are we right now in terms of the Democrat side? Democratic side right now, Joe Biden is still leading most polls, whether it's CNN, Fox News, USA Today, Washington Post, etc. Uh, he's a leading candidate, but he's also had a lot of gas and a lot of mistakes that he's made lately on the campaign trail. Recently, he talked about President Obama, and he was trying to compare Obama to uh, Robert Kennedy and Martin Luther King. And he said something to the extent of, imagine if Barack Obama was assassinated. And that generated headlines because it was just a weird line to say. And, you know, he's had a lot of incidents where, you know how your grandpa's talking about a story? Yeah. And when he told that story five years ago, it's different from the way he tells the story now. Mm. Like, the, the way he describes what's happening, he, he kind of forgets some details. That's kind of what's happening with Biden. It just seems like he's here, but he's not here. And so okay. that's raising a lot of concerns about um, his, his state and, and what's happening with him. And so that's probably the biggest story right now. He's leading all the polls that we see right now. But uh, his electability against uh, President Trump is something that's, something that's in question. Okay. And that's what I was getting ready to say. Does that... Does that still make him the most presidential ready like candidate? That's a good question. That's gonna be up to the voters to decide. But yeah. I, I definitely think that is something that has added pressure to the campaign. Um, a lot of the circuits have been out on the cable news circuit defending him more so than they probably would have or they expected to. And it just seems like it's something that's gonna be a continuing storyline. 
Uh, you know, the difference between, I would say, Trump and, and Biden and their supporters and their base. You know, President, can, President Trump can make as many gaffes as he wants. They can, he, they, he can say whatever he wants. He, he can say things that maybe are controversial that are different, but his party, his base, they told the line. They, they know that he's the one that can get their agenda across the board more so than any Democratic candidate ever would, and so they told the line. When it comes to the left with, with, with Democrats, uh, it's, it's a very challenging uh, predicament that candidates are in right now due to the fact that they're willing to challenge on every single parameter necessary in order to get the most fit candidate necessary. And that ends up causing problems in the primary process because yes. uh, these gaps now continue to be in the headlines yep. and they continue to stir the pot. And it makes the voters wonder whether anybody is electable or eligible to become the president. Yeah, no, nobody knows. <laughs> like, it seems like everybody has issues now. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The it, left does not toe the line like the way the, the Republicans have with President Trump. Got you, got you. And 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 with that, with issues and everything, I understand Kamala is having some issues right now. She dropped in the ratings, right? Yeah, yeah. She, she's dropping right now uh, in terms of poll numbers. Yeah. And it's uh, part of it is because of the second debate where Tulsi Gabbard challenged her record on crime. And uh, a lot of people are also criticizing her because she has criticized Joe Biden for taking part in a crime bill that uh, imprisoned a lot of African-Americans right. in the 90s. Uh, but she was also a prosecutor who also played a role in imprisoning a lot of African-Americans. So people are wondering whether that stance is hypocritical. And uh, they just are not sure where she's going to head. Um, there's also something interesting that I read in the New York uh, Magazine the other day. And it talks about how both Kamala and Cory Booker are dropping in the polls. And especially among black voters in South Carolina, they're... Uh, not even ahead of Elizabeth Warren or Bernie Sanders. And, of course, they're losing to Joe Biden, who is leading the polls among African-American voters. And one of the biggest reasons why they speculated this was happening is because there's not a history factor that plays into this anymore. You know, Barack Obama has already been president. We've already had an African-American president. And so African-Americans are not as inclined to want to come together as one to vote for a specific black candidate. And that, in a way, is kind of hurting them. And so we'll see how that continues to play out as the, as the primaries continue and as more uh, candidates drop out. And then in, in, in between uh, Harris and Biden, uh, is uh, Sanders in there too at second or what? Uh, in, in terms of African-American voters? Yeah. Yeah, Sanders is definitely uh, number two, uh, followed by Warren, and then Kamala and Cory Booker are at uh, number four and number five okay. in terms of the latest polls that I've seen. I think that was a Fox News poll in South Carolina. Yeah, you know, just a moment of transparency. I, I have to get to know uh, Elizabeth Warren. I have to really, I haven't, I've never really tapped into um, who she is and what she wants to do. I have to get into that. And I think that's the biggest issue right now. And this happens in every election season. Uh, there's so many candidates with so many platforms with so many issues on their mind. And it's really hard to get to know each one of them and to get the time to understand their policies when you don't know who's going to be there in a month from now, in two months from now. Mm. And so each, each of these candidates, even though we're living in a social media atmosphere where things are spread and go viral very quickly, um, I do tend to see that these candidates are struggling a little bit to get their message across because there's so much out there to disseminate. And so mm. uh, I think, I think uh, we just have to be patient and, and wait and see who the final four who the final three are going to be to, to get more concrete debate and, and more uh, issues at hand. Yeah, you know what? They The candidates should like, 
figure out what Popeyes did to get everybody's attention <laughs> <laughs> and, and use that to get the information out. Because I didn't see what that I chicken sandwich I'm everywhere. Glad none of the candidate, I'm glad none of the candidates has been corny as of yet yes. and tweeted anything about the Popeyes Chick-fil-A today. Thank you. Because yes. that, just, that just doesn't fly. Millennials don't like that. Yeah. It's not funny. You're not a comedian. Don't try it. Yeah. L- leave that Let to it me. go. <laughs> let go and let God, as they would say. Yeah. But you know somebody who's not having an issue getting their uh, their uh, their uh, policies and things out? Donald Trump. Donald Trump just has a way of speaking to everybody, whether you like him or not. You hear it somehow. What, what's going on on the other side of the aisle in terms of 2020 uh, on the Republican in the Republican Party? Well, as you said, Donald Trump right now, uh, it's it's his it's his election as of now. I think. Uh, you know, the polls right now are showing if there's a head-to-head between Joe Biden and Donald Trump that Joe Biden would win outright. Uh, but we don't know what that would entail a year from now. Mm-hmm. And I think the big thing is incumbents, it's, it's really hard for incumbents to lose unless there's, excuse my language, a shitstorm. Mm-hmm. Uh, like and I, I know some people who are listening would probably say it's already been a shitstorm. It's already been craziness and, and wildness, wild, wild things going on. But... I think unless a, a, a really terrible recession happens, which some people are predicting yep. could happen, uh, it's going to be really hard for an incumbent to lose. I mean, in, in the presidential election, we haven't seen an incumbent lose since uh, George H.W., which was in the 90s when Bill Clinton won. Mm. And so I think that the biggest thing right now for Trump is that the economy is moving again. There's people who are getting jobs. Now, even though you know a lot of people are underemployed, uh, they, they still have a job in the first place. And so that's definitely a win. And I think, again, as I said, just being an incumbent, Always helps. Mm. And right now, there aren't uh, any challengers or... So actually, uh, we're, we're recording this on a Sunday, and Joe Walsh, who is a former Tea Party uh, Republican, he just announced that he's going to challenge Donald Trump. He believes Trump is unqualified and unfit to be president. And uh, it's kind of funny and it's kind of interesting because he's pretty well known for making uh, or, or sending a tweet that was infamous where he talks about how if Donald Trump is going to lose the election uh, in 2016, he'll have his musket out and he'll try to... Uh, he, he, he doesn't say he's going to try to shoot people, <laughs> oh but that was the, the inference. That was the that was the, the, the motive that yeah. people assumed he was talking about in the tweet. And so uh, he's running against Trump, but it seems like he has changed his whole mojo, his whole attitude. He's now very in the middle, allegedly. He's very independent. He's trying not to be racist, although already on Twitter, a lot of people have seen tweets of his that pretty much seem racist and pretty much seem prejudiced. And so we'll see how that turns out. And then there's also another candidate by the name of Bill Welt mm-hmm. who is running against Trump. But unless they're able to get enough uh, support among donors uh, and unless the RNC acknowledges them being part of the process it's extremely unlikely Trump wins or excuse me that th- those guys uh, defeat Trump I mean mm. President Trump has an 80% approval rating among Republican voters and uh, I don't foresee that changing anytime soon and I got two more questions for you, then I'm gonna let you go the first for one sure. is um, in terms of Mike Pence all right do, do you think Pence is still gonna be on that ticket for 2020 or so there are rumors that uh, Nikki Haley, who is the former U.N. ambassador, could replace Pence. But uh, according to what everybody's saying officially at the White House or even among Haley's team, uh, she's not going anywhere. She's going to continue to be a private citizen um, and she's going to chill. Uh, and, and there's nobody else really besides her who uh, I could foresee replacing Pence. With that being said, this is the Trump White House, and we have seen so many surprises, yeah. <laughs> so many shockers that we didn't expect that come out of nowhere. 
I mean, right now we're sitting here doing this interview, and who knows? He might have sent a tweet out talking about how he's yeah. Prince. So who knows? But. Uh, if I were a betting man, I would not take that bet that okay. Prince would be replaced. And you know what? It's funny you mentioned Twitter because that was my second question. Do you think Twitter is going to be like, is that where the election is going to happen for real? Like, because it seems like because Donald Trump, that's that's his arena. You know what I mean? So I kind of feel like whoever is going to go after his uh, his uh, presidency is going to have to have a voice on Twitter. What do you, what do you think about that? I think uh, it's an interesting point you raise. Uh, Nancy Pelosi in a recent speech, she talked about how uh, Democrats are going to need to fight, and they they might need to make the fight ugly when it comes to this election for for uh, children because uh, of of the future that the candidates and their policies are going to leave for their children. Mm. Um, so that's that's something that's been raised. Um, but we also have to remember that Twitter is an echo chamber, and when I, what I mean by that is that there are a lot of people who use Twitter, but there are a lot more people who don't use Twitter, who are not following politics every day, who are not following what the politicians are writing about and tweeting about every day, and who are not even following Donald Trump's tweets every day. Right. So while Twitter will be a major factor, it will be a major uh, contributor to you know, the everyday water cooler talk about what we say during the election process, I doubt it'll be a major factor. Um, I think it's going to come down to policies. Where do you stand on A, B, and C? It's also going to come down to what the economy looking like by the time people are voting and we also know that there's surprises and scandals that could pop up at any time and so uh, those will probably probably be the key factors I, I, I don't I don't really foresee Twitter being something major okay uh, unless you know he announces some crazy policy uh, on uh, Twitter then We'll see. Which is possible. <laughs> Which is possible. We have seen it before. <laughs> yeah. All good, Jesse. Thank you so much for your call. You want to uh, plug your socials for me real quick? Yes, sir. For sure. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at JMKTVShow. Again, that is JMKTVShow. As you can hear, very knowledgeable, very intelligent young man and, and, and very inspiring to me. You know what I mean? So I, pre- I appreciate you for, for all your hard work that you've done in your career. That's just getting started, but you already done 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 some things you, you know what Thank i mean so girl. i learned from the best I- indeed bro thank you man hey just use that to prepare yourself to just keep going bro <laughs> thank you man Thank you so much to Jesse. Thank you to the citizens as well. Um, If you want to get a recap of all of this, you can go to citizen6.com and follow Project 2020 as close as possible, you know, and uh, look under that Brian's World tab as well. It'll all be up there for you so we can uh, always be able to recap what we talk about so you can just revisit it whenever you want to, all right? Any questions, comments, or concerns, you can hit me up on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, B-R-I-A-N-C-X-V-I. I I hit you right back. You can also shoot me an email, too, CXVI at BrianCXVI.com. I'll reply to you. If it's good enough, maybe I'll read it on the show. (laughs) But, uh, hey, also, if you need to text me, you can do that at... The Brian's World Podcast is presented by the citizens. For any questions or comments on today's episode, email cxvi at briancxvi.com. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We wish you a great and empowering week.